Hey friends, welcome to Fueled to Thrive. This is a podcast all about running, nutrition, and motherhood. I'm your host, Joe Butler. I'm so, so excited today. We have a good friend of mine, Jenna Bessmeyer, who's on the show today. Jenna is a Paralympic athlete. She just competed in Boston about a month ago now, which is crazy. She was the fifth female in the marathon and she competed in the BAA 5K and was first in that event. She is an awesome human being. Um, and we are gonna hear more about her story as a Paralympian, but also just as a student athlete um, and someone who has worked through her own struggles, but also come out on top with an awesome support system. I'm so excited for you to hear about her story um, and hear more about the Paralympic life and hope this fills you with joy and love, but also an educational resource to all of you out there who are curious about learning more. Um, And I'm so excited to chat with her. So enjoy the show today. Hey, Jenna, so great to have you on the show today. Yeah, just thrilled to have you here. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to be able to catch up and see what's going on. Yeah. Um, For those of you who don't know, Jenna is a Paralympic athlete. I met her through Wazelle. We actually met at, it was the Olympic trials, right? In Atlanta, you were there. Yeah. Yes. And it's been really fun to follow her journey. So Jenna, tell us a little bit about yourself, like what you specialize in, um, your background as far as career and school, all of that. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for this. Um, I am a Paralympic wheelchair athlete. And so I have a disability called proximal femoral focal deficiency. And so basically what that means is that when I was born, my left leg didn't grow. And so it's kind of weird because I have a a baby knee, I call it, on my (laughs) left leg. And um, I have an ankle as well. But my foot was amputated so I could wear a prosthetic leg. So I've been wearing a, a prosthetic leg for 20, almost 25 years. And so, um, it's all I've ever known. And, um, that's kind of how, um, my, my journey started in sport and just trying to keep up with my triplet siblings. Um, and so, yeah, I've been active my whole life and that is what ultimately has led me to the university of Illinois. And so, I train right here in Champaign, Illinois. Nice. And um, I'm starting a PhD program this fall. Yeah. So, yeah. A little bit of athlete life, a little bit of student life. Yes. And overall, just super happy with how my career has been going. That's and awesome. I'm happy to add um, a little bit of challenge academically yeah. to that as well. Yeah. yeah. That's so awesome. Oh my gosh. There's so much I could ask about here. <laughs> First of all, I forgot you were in Illinois. Um, I was born and lived there for about five years. Most of my family's from there. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Right outside of Chicago. So that's super cool. Um, wow. Yeah. I, I Wind, realized that. Windy. Uh, yes. This wind has definitely been <laughs> oh my gosh. A, a challenge for us this spring. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't. I can't imagine what that's like to train in, in a wheelchair as well. Like, cause like if, when I hop on a bike and I'm training in wind, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'd rather, you know, be on my feet. Like it's easier to fight the wind. So yeah. I can't imagine kind of like how much wind resistance you have. That would be yeah, crazy. Yeah, it is so crazy. Um, you know, I've been spending the past couple of, um, 
sessions training in Tuscola, Illinois, okay. which is a half an hour south of Champaign. Okay. And it's even more windy down oh, no. there, uh, <laughs> just not having a, a city or any kind of sky yeah. rises or anything like that. And so um, definitely shows your weaknesses yeah. Pretty, yeah. pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Oh, that's crazy. So this is so fun. And I, I love your story and how you've progressed throughout your life and also that you're pursuing a career in college. I think that's super inspiring to so many women, but tell us a little bit about your journey to athleticism. So you're a triplet, which I forgot. I knew that you told us that, but I forgot that. Um, I'm sure that played a role in like trying to keep up with them. And like, I'm sure there was a competitive nature there, but kind of tell us how you like got started in sports. Yeah. So, um, I am a triplet. I have a son, the youngest, which has probably started my competitive nature right away (laughs) because I was born in third place. Um, so my brother, Jonathan is two minutes older than me. And then my sister, Jessica is one minute older than me. And, um, my mom is also, or she was a, um, high school track coach. Okay, cool. And so we spent a lot of our childhood going to high school track practices and track meets and things like that. Um, so she basically brought us everywhere and she's also, um, she, she's retired now, but she was a uh, physical education teacher. Nice. For yeah. kindergarten through third grade. And so we actually had her for PE class nice. as well growing yes. up. And so um, I probably got away with way more than what I should have uh, in that class. But uh, we did spend, you know, we had our, our childhood as a kind of a foundation of, of movement and yeah. exercise. Okay. And so um, I don't know if anybody listening would be familiar with the Hershey track meets um, in the Midwest. Yeah. I feel like I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's basically, um, an exercise program for, oh, I don't know what the ages are. I think it was just for youth. Um, and so that's, that was kind of my first exposure to track and field. And they have like all kinds of fun things like the softball throw as well for youth. And so that was really fun. Um, and at that time I didn't know what adaptive sports was. Yeah, I yeah. just really tried my hardest to keep up with my peers, but in middle school, so in middle school, I played volleyball and basketball and I okay. threw discus for, okay. for track. And so that was my little in to track yeah. and field. I wasn't quite fast enough to keep up with my peers. Yeah. And then in high school, I really started to notice the difference as my peers started to get faster mm. and I just was staying the same speed. Yeah. I was wearing a really heavy prosthetic leg. Okay. And so, um, you know, yeah. I didn't have a running leg or anything like that. And so I was introduced to wheelchair racing my, my freshman year in high school okay, because the state of Ohio added wheelchair events to That's the high awesome. school state track meet. That's awesome. Yes. So huge thank you to the state of Ohio because ultimately that decision has changed my life. Yeah. And that was my first exposure to adaptive sports, my first exposure to the Paralympics. Yeah. And, um, after being very reluctant to try it, I, I did give it a try and, um, I was a wheelchair athlete for their inaugural year in 2013, oh, which was amazing. my sophomore year. Oh, that's so Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, um, I fell in love with it right away and, yeah. um, turns out I was pretty good at it. Heck yes. Uh, 
just a little. Yeah, you know, it was really, it was really fun in high school. My mom was the high school track coach still at the time. And so we spent a lot of days arguing of how to, how to (laughs) propel a racing wheelchair, you know, just trying to learn the biomechanics together because we didn't have any wheelchair racing expert in our area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and so what we did have was a racing wheelchair that kind of fit me and two gloves and some pumped up tires. And we decided to give it a try. Um, yeah. And so it was was just really fun way to learn how to be a wheelchair athlete. And of course that has brought me to kind of where I am now at the university of Illinois. Um, and so, yeah, long that's story so cool. long, I guess. I love that. No, that's <laughs> but, awesome. Yeah. Everyone has their story. That's so cool. And, you know, I assume I could be wrong in this, but your siblings don't have the same disability as you, right? Are you the only one? Yes. Correct. Yeah. Yep. How do you think that has like influenced you like being with siblings that don't have the same disability? Um, and how that has that impacted you and your decision-making? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it was really fun to, to grow up as a triplet yeah. because, you know, both of my siblings are completely able-bodied. And mm-hmm. so, um, when we were growing up, I had prosthetics of all different sizes yeah. as, as I was growing. And I remember my parents telling my, my sibling like that Jenna's leg is not a toy. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, you know, they were young and curious and, and wanted to try to do different things with my prosthetic leg oh, as it dear. was laying in the middle <laughs> of the living room or, or whatever. Oh you no. Know? Yeah. Um, and so it was fun to see them go from that curiosity mm-hmm. to eventually kind of being my allies later yeah, in life. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I, I did have a couple of bullies in, in high school. Mm-hmm. And so it was really cool to to kind of watch their curiosity grow into this foundation of education of, of what it's like to know somebody with a disability and to be able to defend that. Yeah. Yeah. And so very, very lucky to have that. That's cool. That's really sweet. I don't feel like that's the story for everyone. So it's cool that you have supportive siblings. That's awesome. Yeah. Not that I needed the, you know, (laughs) allyship or whatever, but you know, it was it's always good I, to have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. that's definitely something I'll remember for a long time. That's cool. That's cool. Now, are they athletes as well? Or is it just you who decided to kind of stick with it? Yeah. You know, my, my brother, my sister ran cross country in middle school and high school okay. and we all golfed in high school. Okay. And so that was really fun spending our summers out on the golf course and um, I'd like to say I could hold my own against yeah. them, <laughs> but you know, they, they kind of just work out for leisure now. Yeah, um, cool. and so, yeah, and, and they understand the sport yeah, and yeah. have the education behind the sport. And so it's nice that's to cool. be able to have those built-in fans yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. See, speaking of built-in fans, it seems like your mom is like a huge fan <laughs> in your life. <laughs> what role has she played in this of you like pursuing your athleticism? Yeah. You know, my mom, we are kind of, um, two peas in a pod. It's kind of trouble when we get ourselves together, (laughs) you know, we're so much alike in good ways and in scary ways. It seems like, (laughs) um, but you know, in, when I was growing up, I really struggled some days, some days Mm -hmm. I really struggled having a disability Yeah, and 
she was the one who would lay in bed with me and, Mm. and always tell me, Jenna, you have a choice. Mm. You can be mad and pout and stomp your feet and let this really kind of take over your life. Yeah. Or you can show our community and, you know, the, the communities that you end up in, you know, what you can do and, and what you're made of. Yeah. And so uh, I'm so happy she (laughs) taught me that when I was young, because, um, you know, I do see kind of some folks within the disability Mm. community or really any, any kind of inconvenience, right. Um, overrule someone or kind of let that define them, but that I'm very lucky that my life has kind of been the opposite of that. That's really cool. Um, and it's all because of those, those conversations that we had when I was younger. That's absolutely. Yeah. That's so awesome. That's so great to hear. Um, parents parents are awesome. (laughs) Um, yeah. For the most part. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, that's what I keep telling myself as I'm preparing for parenthood. I'm like, I'm going to be awesome. Right. But then I'm going to like, I'm going to also be a mess. So (laughs) it's a process. It is. It is. And I'm sure, I'm sure that there were some times and I'll have to ask my mom, you know, and my dad too, like, were there some times where you're just like, how do I do this? Oh yeah. Like, how do I raise, first of all, how do I raise triplets? Yes. Second of all, <laughs> how do I raise one of them having a physical disability? Yeah. Like, how does this happen? You know? Yeah. And yeah. I'd be curious to hear their perspective on how they manage that or how they yeah. work through that. Yeah. 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 That's, that's cool. Um, so, you know, you are coming off Boston, which was a pretty great day for you actually whole weekend for you. Let's be honest, but you had, you did the 5k and the marathon, correct? And is the 5k is, was it the day before or two days before? I can't remember. Oh, I can't either. It was Saturday. Okay. Okay. Two days before. Yeah. Yeah. And you performed quite well. Um, how are you feeling after that performance? And for those of you who don't know, Jenna, you can share how you did and perform. Yeah. yeah. So I was very blessed to win the BAA 5k mm-hmm. on Saturday before the race. And, uh, I got fifth in the Boston marathon on yes. marathon Monday. So it was such a great weekend and I can't believe it was over a month ago. Like <laughs> I know that feels so real. Yeah, it's flying by. And that just kind of gives us a snapshot of what the summer is going to look yeah. like now that we're heading out of COVID, hopefully mm-hmm. mostly. Yes. And, um, you know, kind of coming back to a full race schedule. And yeah. so Boston was great. You know, Boston was back, you know, yeah. after having a couple of years of not having Boston Marathon. It was great to to experience the Boston community and its yeah. fullness. Yeah. And I, I honestly think that what that was what carried me to my performance, mm, my yeah. performances over the weekend. And so I kind of have an MO of coming to a race like the day before and leaving the day up. <laughs> oh my like goodness. In oh, and out. That's insane. I don't know why I do that, but I just try to really limit the time yeah. that I'm in race mode. Yeah. But I challenged myself with Boston and I said, Jenna, you have to go for the whole weekend plus. Yes. Right. Yes. And yeah. so I think I was there Friday to Tuesday. Okay. And, um, 
Yeah, it was so great. For Mm -hmm. anybody who's listening and hasn't been to Boston Marathon Weekend, it's worth it to to go and to run, but also to go and to watch it and to be a part of that energy. And uh, yeah, it it definitely left an impression on me being able to stay the full weekend and to to celebrate movement and to celebrate being back. Yeah, it was awesome. Awesome. Now it's when was your last marathon? Was it the Olympics? No, I did. Um, I did New York. Okay. Okay. That's November. right. That's right. Yeah, that's I did. Right. I was one of the crazy people that did, um, the Tokyo Paralympics yep. and then, uh, London, Chicago, Boston, and New York all in the Dang. fall. <laughs> it was crazy. That's I feel awesome like I'm though. Still in the days. <laughs> You're like, what did yeah. I just do? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, that's know. awesome. Yeah, it was uh, awesome. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, I agree. Boston is like such a special experience. There's mm-hmm. like nothing quite like it. Um, I remember running it in 2018 and I was just like, what? This is crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, wait. So you yeah. ran it on the the oh awful weather. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, it was so it was my finish? first one. I did. I actually had a great nice. race. So I was good. Fine. It was so fun. That that was the race that got me to go for an OTQ. So I was like, let's do wow. it. And yeah, it was That's so fun. Awesome. Yeah. 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 That was a monumental year. Yeah. 2018. Yeah. Were you sure. there for that? No, no I was sure. out on injury okay. that year. Okay. And, and after seeing that weather, I was like, <laughs> blessed. I missed out on that, but yep, I yep. know that <laughs> there were still some awesome performances yeah. and Des Linden coming yep. through with the win that yeah. year. Oh, so that, cool. That's awesome. That was, yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's just a special experience. Boston is just, yeah. I love Boston. Um, yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what's next for you? Like, where are you headed as far as your athletic journey, but also you're starting a PhD program. So what, what does that look like for you over the next couple of years? Yeah. You know, um, my life is going to be changing a lot over the next yeah. couple of months. And, um, I have a full race schedule okay. this summer. Awesome. So I am racing almost every weekend Dang. starting next week, basically awesome. and going through July. Okay. And so that was kind of a sprinkle of some wheelchair track races okay. as well as road races. Okay. So some notable ones would be the Peachtree 10K yes. road race on nice. uh, July 4th, Grandma's Marathon in yes. Duluth, um, the New York Roadrunners Mini 10K okay, cool. in the beginning of June. And cool. so those are just a couple, but um, I'm really just trying to jump back into a full race awesome. schedule and see what my, what my body can do. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to leave it all out there this summer and be able to enjoy that. But I'm also, so right now I'm also a full-time residence hall director yes. on campus. And so we just, I just got all my kids moved out. Yep. I do call yep. them kids, even though <laughs> they they're are. college students. <laughs> They yeah, <laughs> so they really are. Um, and so I uh, am stepping down from that role okay. in June to be able to focus fully on my PhD, which starts nice. in August. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of transitions happening and, um, you know, just some, some little prep over the summer of just getting ready to do research and, yeah. and read literature and all those great things that yeah. go along with getting a PhD. And then yeah. in the fall, 
I'm going to try to hop into as many as the, as many of the Abbott world marathon makers that I can. Yes. Amazing. Yes. And then also start my program. So a little bit of balance, (laughs) Balance. but yeah, it's all good things, Joanna, honestly. Um, yeah, I am very blessed to have a life full of, um, just love in all the things Mm -hmm. that I do. That's cool. And so that's kind of how I balance it all. Right. You know, it's, it's not worth it to, to balance things that you don't fully love or fully enjoy. And so I'm just very lucky to be able to say that I, I'm fully in love with racing right now and all of the frustration and and happiness and emotions that it offers, but also to be able to hop in and continue education um, because that's something that I believe is so important. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you see yourself, you know, as far as like your degree goes, like, where do you think that's going to lead for your future? Where do you hope it leads? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I am studying recreation, sport, and tourism okay. here at the University okay. of Illinois. And so my my field concentration is leisure behavior. Okay. So I want to study um, physical activity engagement for uh, youth with physical okay. disabilities. Awesome. Awesome. And so what's our argument in getting the specific population moving? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I could see myself being a professor in a couple okay. of years from now and kind of educating others about uh, sport and society, yeah. disabled sport and society, um, disability and society, yeah. um, kind of anything within that realm. Um, not so much sport, mm-hmm. but just kind of how do we get moving and yeah. what are the gaps for yeah. my for my population yeah. and, and being able to fill those. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. What are some of those gaps that you see? Yeah. You know, I think the, one of the biggest ones, well, of course I want to say uh, education. Yeah. And so I kind of mentioned this earlier and just learning how to move in a different yeah. way yep. um, and moving in a way that is still safe for my body, but yeah. a way that adapts to my, my body style yeah. and, and my needs. And uh, something that goes along with that is access to equipment as well. Yeah. Yep. You know, a wheelchair, a racing wheelchair costs right around $4,000. Think. Yeah. And that doesn't include wheels or helmets or gloves what? or tires. And so you're looking at around $10,000 by the time it's all said and done. Dang. Yeah. And so that is a huge bummer for, um, kids or really anybody who is just trying to give it a, give it a whirl. Yep. And so, yeah. How do we fill those gaps? How do we make some of this equipment more accessible? Yeah. And yeah. What does that look like for communities? And and so that's something that really interests me and something that has of course changed my life. Yeah. And so I'm eager to kind of jump in and help, uh, help my community in yeah. any way that I can. That's yeah. So cool. That's so cool. Where, where do you think, um, like some of the opportunities like you've seen and been able to experience, like who like helped provide the way for that? You know, obviously I know your family, but like, did you have mm-hmm. other influencers or like people who were behind you and supporting you to make that those dreams possible? Yeah, of course. You know, um, the challenge athletes foundation in okay. San Diego, California, they are a huge organization that helps uh, disabled individuals 
receive access to equipment or yeah. funds for coaching and all those different things. So that was how I received my first racing wheelchair awesome. was through the Challenge Athletes Foundation. Okay. Um, but I think any adaptive sports uh, organizations and communities like uh, one in Chicago is the Great Lakes Adaptive Sports Association, okay. also known as GLASA. Okay. And so there's some other, you know, youth organizations that specialize yeah. in these efforts that, um, you know, for me was really helpful as I was navigating yeah. being a wheelchair athlete and yeah. getting access to some of those things. Yeah. 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 What was coaching like? Cause I feel like that would be so hard to find someone who feels confident enough to coach in that field. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, um, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. And for my mom, as she was navigating all of this, mm -hmm. you know, I think it's a lot of networking that yeah, she did yeah. of like, okay, I'm going to email all of these people <laughs> and see who gets yes. back to me and who will spend a half an hour with me yes. teaching me how to coach my daughter who's yeah. a wheelchair yeah. athlete. Yeah. Um, for me, that's why I ended up at the University of Illinois. Okay. So I knew that I was as I was applying to colleges that I wanted to attend the best school that also add, that also provided uh, an opportunity to be a wheelchair athlete. Cool. And mm -hmm. that is the, the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. Awesome. And yeah. so um, here in Champaign, we're also known as a Paralympic training site. Nice. So we have all That's the awesome. resources that we can need, the best coach in the world, Adam Blakeney. And so um, I only applied to Illinois. I only nice. applied to one school. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, I love I it. I have to go. Oh, that's I can't awesome. for anything less. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And so the program, the program has proven yeah. itself to be true time and time again. And yeah, we have about cool. 30 wheelchair athletes nice. that, that are here training on site. That's awesome. And, you know, it's, it's similar to a runner. So for anybody yeah. who's listening and is a runner, it's, it's so much better to train in the group versus yeah. by yourself. <laughs> so hard. Yeah, it's so, so hard. hard. And the same is true for being a disabled athlete. Yeah. And so having a group that is so passionate about wheelchair mm -hmm. racing and that has the education around wheelchair yeah. racing has been um, really life changing for me. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Really happy I ended up that's in Champagne. Awesome. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's super interesting. I, I mean, one of my best friends from Miami, um, her cousin is, um, a quadriplegic. So she and her family run this whole organization dedicated to helping people who struggle with, you know, who are paralyzed, um, and who are disabled. And so it's been really cool to see them, you know, move forward with that, but also very eye-opening to see how few resources there are for people who are disabled and how people are not educated around that. So like, what is your like encouragement there for people who want to be a part of like the solution and helping these problems and shifting the mindset around, um, disabled individuals, actually helping them live. They're still just, you're just a human, right? Like mm -hmm. you're a human, like everyone else. And you just have yeah. a limiting factor, you know, physically. And so how do we help you know, shift the pin, the pendulum, you know, forward to like yeah. providing those opportunities for other athletes. Yeah. I would say call me so we can collaborate. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, I think, um, I think kind of going back to my passion is education yeah. and yeah. 
how do we insert ourselves in communities and educate the communities that we're yeah. already a part of? Yeah. And so, um, you know, and, and I guess to go along with that, you never know, even though it might not um, resonate with everybody in the mm-hmm. community, it's going to resonate with somebody because yes. they're going to know somebody who's disabled yep. or they themselves might be disabled. Yeah. And so don't think that your message isn't relatable yeah. because it, it is, it, it yeah. is always more relatable than what we think it is. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. And keep moving forward, keep making connections, keep on sharing your story and your passion and what you want to do and how you want things yeah. to move and change. Yeah. Um, and, and laying the foundation in that way. I think that would be the advice or the encouragement that I would have. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what is like the biggest change you want to see, you know, outside of like education Mm -hmm. and how do you want to like make that change, you know? Yeah. I think I'm really passionate about girls and women in sport, Yeah, specifically, um, disabled girls and women and helping them grow through sport and helping them, um, just move and celebrate life through movement. And so I think for me, I could see myself also doing something in that realm and hopefully being a mentor or an educator for that specific group of folks. Yeah. Um, and I think Wazel has been a huge, um, kind of trampoline for me in that way. And, being able to share my story yeah. and support my story to support my journey. Yeah. And, um, we have very similar missions and yeah. visions. And so yeah. that has kind of been something that I've been really excited about lately awesome. is being able to continue to collaborate with, yeah. with Wazel, who's also passionate about this topic. Yep. yep. Yeah. Seeing more women in sport in general, <laughs> like, it's yeah. Just crazy. Oh my gosh. Like, and I can't imagine this discrepancy once you add, you know, a disability or something in like that, like it's just another obstacle. So like, do you want to fight that? So props to you for like fighting through and like pushing on, you know, I feel like the cards weren't necessarily stacked in your favor yet, you know? Well, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I want to share. So when I was born, my parents didn't know that I would have a disability. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it just never showed up on any ultrasounds and it's very rare to be born with my condition. Yeah. And there actually isn't a why behind it. Doctors have not been able to figure out why crazy. This is a thing that happens. Um, and so when I was born, my parents went to tell my grandfather and, um, my grandfather told my parents, he's like, you know, he's like, it's, it's just going to be an inconvenience that all Mm. that's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's something that has been kind of a a baseline for me in my journey of recognizing it as inconvenient, but not impossible. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and recognizing there's a difference between the two and just because it's inconvenient, uh, it doesn't, that shouldn't deter you from doing something that you think is important or something that is your dream or your yeah. goal. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to my grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It sounds like you had so much stuff. like emotional support for you. Like, 
like such a good mindset versus I feel like so many people I've talked, it doesn't matter, like whether it's a mental disability or like physical, emotional, whatever it may be. It's like constantly, if you don't have that support system, it makes it so much harder to like continue forward. And so like, it's really cool to hear that you did have a support system that was like, Hey, this is okay. Like, it's just going to change things a little bit and it's just something you got to work through, but it doesn't mean life is not possible. So that's absolutely cool to hear. That's really cool to hear. Thank you. Yeah. I know my grandfather had no little knowledge about disability, you know, and for him to say that, that completely changed the trajectory of how my parents Mm. kind of throwing me into different things yeah. and how my, tr- how my siblings interacted with me yeah. and all those different things. Nothing changed. It's just yeah. inconvenient. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Dang. So any, any advice or like encouragement to someone out there who may be struggling maybe with just some of like, you know, the emotional sides of like, Hey, I have this disability and I feel different. Um, any encouragement you would give to them? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think I would say, um, just, you know, never, I don't know, never stop, never stop shooting for the stars and yeah. whatever that means for you, whether that's movement related or not, yeah. um, you know, follow that passion and, yeah. Um, just follow it relentlessly and tie in your community into it as well. You know, we've spent a lot of our conversation today talking about community and kind of walking forward together arm in arm towards, you know, solving an issue or accomplishing a goal. And um, I would encourage them to do the same of Hmm. kind of doing some soul searching and finding what really makes your heart sing. And, um, and pursue it with your whole life yeah. and everything that you have. Um, because, uh, you know, even if you, what's the saying, shoot for the moon and yeah. you'll land among the stars or something. Yeah. Even yeah. if you land among the stars, your, your journey, um, will be well worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's time that is always well spent. Yeah. And so I think that would be my, my advice. That's cool. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Um, from my perspective, you know, like, I come from a mental illness side of things, but like dragging community into my running journey was like Mm -hmm. one of the best things I felt like I ever did with that. And like, it made Mm -hmm. the journey also so much more meaningful. Do you ever feel like that? Like having this huge support system and community has like given more meaning to what you're doing and like encouraged you to keep going forward. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I would be lying if I said that my journey to the Tokyo Paralympics was a lot like was being alone and traveling solo. And, and that was just, that couldn't be further from the the truth. You know, I've had family and friends who I now consider family and, uh, my, my coach, my teammates, um, my community, uh, here in Champaign and even where I'm from in Ohio, it's, it's been, one large group effort, yeah. into, you know, and being able to, to follow my dreams and, and mm-hmm. the things that I love to do. And, and that's what makes everything so special is being yeah. able to share, share those wins and even, yeah. you know, those losses as well yeah. with, yeah. with, 
folks who you love and and your support system. Yeah. Yeah. That's really awesome. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. People make it so much better. It's just so true, you know? Um, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Any other tips or words of wisdom you'd like to share (laughs) with our audience? Oh my gosh. Just, just be you and have fun doing what you love to do. And, uh, you know, for me, wheelchair racing has just been so fun. Yeah. I, I almost feel like I'm like 12 saying that, but I love it. um, Yeah. It just, you just have fun and and be goofy at practice and, and get the work done and, and lean in when it's hard. And, um, yeah, it's just been so life-giving for me to be able to pursue this sport with my whole heart. And, uh, I'm just having a lot of fun with the sport right now. So I'm really excited to see what happens. Yes. Yes. I'm so excited to see what happens for you. you. (laughs) You're going to crush it. I feel good. Uh, so fun. I can't. So what's your, what's your next race then you said you're coming um, up to some track meets, right? Yeah. So I'm actually going to Switzerland, uh, I'm going to Switzerland on Sunday. Nice. 22nd. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right around so, the corner. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Nice. And so that nice. is our, um, international Paralympic committee. Okay. Grand Prix okay, in nice. Notwell, Switzerland. Awesome. And so it is a fast track over there. And that's why so many wheelchair athletes are attracted to this track okay. meet. Okay. And so we're going to run some fast times. Yes. Uh, it's always rainy every year when we go over there. <laughs> nice. So Classic. hopefully we can kind of hold off some rain. But yeah, so I'll nice. be I'll be in Notwell next week. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And what events yeah. will you be doing? Or... Yeah. Um I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, what did I register for? <laughs> I think I think I registered for the 400 meters, 800 okay. meters, 1500 meters and the 5,000. Nice. Yeah. Dang. That's so <sighs> crazy to me that you can be so versatile because you would never see a marathon runner running a 400 meter sprint. <laughs> like mm. Never. So that's, yeah. that's really cool that you can translate that so easily. Um, maybe not oh, easily. I want to <laughs> maybe not easily, but you can translate it. <laughs> yes, it is possible. Yes, yeah. it is possible. So for wheelchair athletes, the biomechanics of the sport really don't change, um, from the shorter sprints to the longer okay. distance efforts. And so it's not uncommon to see wheelchair athletes do sprints and yeah. marathons as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are a lot of excels and hill climbs and, yeah. and downhill sprints that are involved in marathons. Yeah. And that's the yeah, technique and power yeah. that we would use in sprints. Yeah. Thank That's awesome. So, yeah. So I think those are the events that I'm doing. Yeah. That's <laughs> but, awesome. Yeah, really I love excited. that. Oh, so fun. So fun. Okay. Well, this is the question I ask everyone because I am a nutrition nerd. Uh, what's your favorite food in general? And then also like post-race, like what's your go-to jam? Food? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can I say, um, pizza? Yes. <laughs> I love pizza. Me too. <laughs> um, I feel like I could eat pizza at any time of the day, yes. hot yes. or cold. Like I do not yes. care. Um, yes. And I just like a veggie pizza. Okay. Um, nice. Yeah. So that's kind of been my, my jam. That's what I had yeah. last night for dinner. Nice. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah. I also, you know, I know I'm talking to a nutritionist right now, <laughs> but okay, I do, everything goes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Um, 
I, I love ice cream too. Yes. Um, And, you know, I think you would agree that moderation is key and just being able to not deny your body the things that it wants or even needs. Um, and just being able to do that in a way that's smart and healthy. Yeah. And so that's something that I've been working on for a long time and disabled athletes struggle with, you know, nutrition as well and, um, body image as well. Um, and so that's been a big part of my journey to being able to navigate that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I may have to have you back on to talk about that. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Deal. Yeah. Oh, and then post-race, I forgot to answer post-race. Oh no, that's um, great. I love, I love any kind of smoothie. Oh, nice. Sure. Nice. Yeah. And so, oh. um, peanut butter, banana smoothie Ooh. with spinach. That sounds really good right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. Any, any kind of berry. Yeah. 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 So those are my oh, man. all the sure. fruits, like anything yes. like hydrating and sweet. You're like, please get in me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. A little oh, sweet, but that. also nutrition. Uh, yes. Nutrition filled as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Just to comment, like ice cream is fully allowed in diets. <laughs> so yes. Yay. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Uh, yes. I think that's an important part that a lot of athletes don't recognize that is actually healthy, like to involve those things that you love and provide you joy is actually healthier than just restricting yourself. So, yeah. yeah. And I think there's, um, I guess I just realized that I'd said like two quote unquote unhealthy things like pizza and (laughs) ice cream, (laughs) but you know, I, yeah, kind of going back to the moderation piece and maybe enjoying a salad with, yeah. you know, a slice or two of yeah. pizza or, um, you know, whatever, uh, whatever moderation or whatever yeah. kind of, whatever that looks like for you. And so I think a couple of years ago, if you would have had me on your podcast, I would have been very insecure saying yeah. those two yeah. things. Yeah. Then now, you know, I just kind of feel a lot more comfortable and, awesome. and have a little bit more of a healthy mindset around That's awesome what to eat and when to eat and yeah. how much and all those different things. Yeah. So yeah. Makes a big yeah. difference. It makes a big difference. And yeah, I see oh when, gosh. yeah, I see athletes when they start loosening up and also realizing like, Oh, I need the vegetables and like the lean mm-hmm. protein, but I also need the ice cream. Like that's when their performance, like just excels. It's so fun to see when they loosen up and their body is like, Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> I feel good. Yeah. 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 And there's like a mindset piece that kind of goes into that as well. Being able to, I feel like when you deny yourself of those things, your, your body changes, your mindset changes, all of a sudden sport doesn't become fun or enjoyable or, you know, those things It just becomes something that you're, you're kind of using to deny. Yeah you know, with other things. Yeah. And so there's a weird give take thing yeah. that happens there and like a punishment like mindset. Yeah. 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 So not For about sure. that. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eat what you want in moderation. <laughs> yes. hundred percent. I love it. Oh, that's so great. Well, Jenna, I really appreciate this. I can't wait to hear more from you. Um, also get to know you more because I am so inspired by you and also just like, seriously shout out for your advocacy. I think that's so powerful. And you sharing your story is a really powerful thing. So keep sharing people need to hear it. Um, I want to continue to get educated and I want people to know like, Hey, this stuff is important. And, um, so props to you for speaking out and like 
allowing us to enter into the conversation as well, because I think that's going to be where change starts coming from more people knowing. So, yes, absolutely. I was going to say that too. And just thanking you for your time. And, um, this is how change starts and being able to start some of these conversations and and keep these conversations rolling. So thank you so much for being a good ally. Yeah, of course. Oh man. I, still have room to grow, but I'm excited to keep learning. We all do. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you Um, so much. Yeah. Thanks. Well, thanks for being on and we'll touch base soon. I really appreciate it, Jenna. Yeah, of course. Take care. Thanks. Thanks again, friends, for listening in today on Fueled to Thrive. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Jenna. Jenna is just a phenomenal woman, and it's so great to hear more about her story. And I'm hoping later we can connect again with her to hear more about what it's like to be a Paralympian and the struggles they face amongst athletes as well with body image and nutrition. We are not alone in this journey. Um, so many of us face these challenges. So I hope you are encouraged by her story. Don't hesitate to reach out to her. You can find more information on this podcast in the description. Thanks again for listening in. Until next time.